Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. Mike is back! It is Tuesday, March 22nd. In this episode, the FA Cup is man, but not man. Arsenal over-celebrate. There's a story there. We talk about El Clasico, because why not? But first, Mike, you had Spurs, you had Leeds, you had a super New York football weekend. Tell oh. us all about oh. it! Oh, it was unbelievable. So I went up to see some family and friends, hang out with my brother for his bachelor party. Uh, and so my idea, uh, my brother was living in the city, the other one's in Jersey. I went, well, we got a couple of uh, hours before we get to go see them and, his, and their buddies. He's like, oh, well, Wolves are playing Leeds on Friday at four. Friday now night. I'm this coming off the of the show. It's, yeah. And so I'm, I'm coming off of the, uh, the high of highs with that Leeds win over Norwich where I won all that money last week. And I, when I have to repay these folks back with my allegiance for an afternoon. So I went, well, let's go to the Leeds bar. Leeds Bar in New York City is Legends on 33rd That's Street. That's everyone's bar. It's everyone's bar, right? All but teams' to, bar. Yes. But so you had all the March Madness games uh, and only Leeds fans at that point in the corner. And there was like, like I'd say like 40 to 45 of them. It was a good Not crowd. Bad. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, so here, the thing is, right, so folks, especially for our overseas listeners, I've had friends who I've made in England who come to New York City specifically for the Tottenham bar, which I'll talk about in a second and said, this is the best place to watch Tottenham Hotspur outside of North London. Yeah. Uh, and it's true. Well, I, they don't have to worry about getting beat up. Well, it's that, but it's, it's, it's true because in no other place are you going to get that, the numbers, right. And the dedicated televisions and sound and whatever, a lot of the clubs in the premier league have their own bar. Liverpool has Carragher's Flannery's for Spurs. I forget the Arsenal one, but like there's a bunch of them. The and, Spotted um, Pig, I think, on 14th Street. Spotted Pig. That's right. It's down the street. That's right. Of course, I knew it. I peed on it before. Um, <laughs> how could I forget? But the point is, is that the, the the numbers are so great that you have the capability of amassing a, a full-on crowd that everybody's in the same. And it's not just for soccer. It's for college football. It's for college basketball. Whatever. Um, but you don't have that depth anywhere else out of side of new york city and i've felt it firsthand here in orlando i know you have a good crowd in san diego but i don't you know not certainly not what you would have in new york city it's in a regular game at the blue foot which is an arsenal bar it's the bar because there's one english guy exactly there's nine people exactly and there's one bar down here there is an orlando spurs uh chapter they stink but there is a bar in downtown orlando that is pretty good, but it is the bar, right? It's not this team's bar, this team's bar, this team's bar. So, um, but so we went to Legends, which again, for, for a lot of the smaller clubs and Chelsea, because they're not a real club, um, they all go to Legends and they have different spots and different times. I've never been there for like a Saturday. Where there's I, a bunch I of have set. been there many times and they, so have a whole, you, they have a whole downstairs area. Right. That they have split, and upstairs. split yelling with crazy yes yeah yeah so so and it, and it can get a little bit colorful i'm sure when those teams play each other but anyway we had all day afternoon march madness games leading into leeds wolves and leeds were were plus money going i'm sorry wolves were plus money at home against leeds going oh, that, was a, that was a that was that was a gimme almost it was and and all the all the smart money in the world said okay bet on wolves here. And I went, I will not do anything of the sort. I am Leeds United through and through for the next three and a half hours. And we all so, go on together. Yeah. So <laughs> I went, I a, might as well be in Ellen road right now. So I, I felt the obligation, the pull of the shirt from last weekend. And these people are, they're good folks. I was talking to a few of them. And um, so 
Wolves come out of the gate hard, hard, beating the piss out of them. Uh, they're up 2-0 at half. It could have and probably should have been more. It the second have. half starts, and it's more of the same. And then a very interesting challenge. Um, ball goes down the right flank, and Melier comes flying out of his goal, and Raul Jimenez clashes with him. Bang. And on first view, I went, that's a straight red for Melier. He's out of here. <laughs> for Melier, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Because he's completely like he like went he's, he's out of his mind. Yeah. He's somewhere where the, he shouldn't be. And Jimenez doesn't see him. Yes. And he initiates the contact with Jimenez, and therefore it's his fault. And upon further review, and it goes to VAR. And I look, and I the more I look, and, and they both got the worst of the of the of the collision. It was bad, yeah. But I went. Melier got the ball. There's no way you can send him off. There's no way you can really even yeah, penalize but there's no, him. There's no studs on Melier. It's a bad call. He didn't hit him. No, no, he, but there's no call on Melier. The call is it's a yellow card on Raul Jimenez, which I think the monitor, yeah. in a vacuum is the right card. Yellow However, card, sure, but not. But but it's a second but yellow. But he had a yellow already. Right, right, right. And that's harsh to send him off. It's probably fair, but it's harsh. And now, let's, but this, there's a, there's a, some important things about this game for Leeds, like to set the stage for how big a comeback this becomes. Yeah. Four guys go down. They lose Melier. Yeah. They lose Bamford. They lose Lorente and they lose Klish. They're yes. running on nothing. Fumes. They, yes. And the goals they scored, Trincao is like all over the place kicking ass. He's really mm-hmm. good. And so, yeah, that red card. And now the more I thought about it as the game went on, I went, you lost. Your center forward. It's not like you've lost like a left back. Correct. And you have to make a sub to sub to kind of figure that. So it's not like and sometimes you see like that that substitution becomes like or that red card becomes a one and a it half. It should loss. not have changed how they played with a two. Not goal much lead. at all with a two goal lead, right? And yet they they completely bunkered, and Leeds were able to sort of pick them apart. It was nothing for Wolves the rest of the game, and Leeds had their way. Of the I think there was like the sixty fifth minute. Yep. I'm not looking at the stats at the moment, but oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So they get they get one one, and everybody sort of goes maybe hmm. two two, and and the place is alive because now we've got a point from this. And no, for they're, Leeds, they're where down they're, two, and Harrison and Rodrigo bring them back in Harrison five minutes was, in the second. Harrison half. was magic. Yeah, he's Harrison good. was unbelievable. Rodrigo was magic. Rafinha also not playing, by the way, right. So yes, that's right. You have all of these 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 missing stars, if you yeah, will, for the, Leeds. There's basically no reason that Leeds should win this game ever, ever. <laughs> no. Uh, and yet, in the in the space of four minutes, you've you've gone from two nil down, and you get a red card, and you're two two two. Yeah. And so the game sort of like peters out from there, but it is still Leeds's to take, and they they. Get another great save, this and that, and the other thing, like, but they can't get the breakthrough. And you get eight minutes of stoppage time, which by the way, there were eight minutes in the first half as well, because there were so many injuries. This game took like four hours. So <laughs> so where is it? In the uh it's, it's in the ninety-first minute. Uh, Luke Ailing. Wait, let me okay. So Luke Ailing had a, a tough day at the office. He always has play, he has a tough day and a good day. He's all over the place. That but guy. on but on this play. It's a it's a, a curl that goes in. He keeps it in bounds. Okay. And that's a critical point of this play. Keeps it in bounds. It it bounces around a little bit. He strips the defender of the ball. I don't remember who it was. Uh, I think it was Willie Bali. And and right. it just kind of bounces right to him. 
and he blasts it home. Past and he Sam. does one of the worst, uh, the worst celebrations. That's the best celebration. Yeah, yeah, the, the 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 gun. No, he his his bad tumble. He tries to do the Robbie. Oh King, yeah, right. <laughs> and it's awful, and he falls all over the place. Cue the bedlam. You must have kissed at least three guys on the. Oh, mouth. it was yeah, yeah. I cheated on my wife with multiple men. Which is normal for the, for folks who don't know that uh, goals going in is very much a moment of weird things happening. And but- I don't have any – aside from them winning me a bunch of money 10 days ago, I have no association with Leeds United whatsoever. They're now a you do team. forever. They're a likable <laughs> team. But, yeah, I mean I was just sitting there hanging out at the bar, right? And I went, I'm in with these folks today. And the thing is, is that <laughs> that's the beauty of how football spreads in America. Yes. Right. Because there was a bar full of people getting off of rush hour, you know, getting off uh, at, at happy hour, I should say, after yeah. a long work week. Yeah. And they're just sitting there. And then there's these 40 degenerates in the side of the bar. Boards. Just fucking scream crying. Like, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and that's amazing. how people are like, I want to, I'll have what they're having, please. Right. Well, that's what, that's what so, football does. And I think yes. that's one of the key things. So, what we'll do now is we'll go to the scores. For the FA Cup and the league, you can pick up on Spurs. Right. But I'm going to start yes. let's start the clock. We have – we were just talking about it. <laughs> Wolves 2, Leeds 3. I'll go through who actually scored in that game. It was first Castro, then Trincao. Jimenez goes off. Harrison, Rodrigo, Alien. It looks like Spurs might go through. It was Marsh Madness for the American crowd. Ooh. Oh, Jesse Marsh gets his 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 just dues. Then I love Saturday, that. Arsenal beat Aston Villa, and Gabby Agbonglahor on fucking uh, Talk Sport complains. Or, sorry, it's uh, Ashley Young complains that Arsenal celebrated like they just won a league. This is the second time teams have complained. Wolves also complained when Arsenal uh, celebrated like they just won a league. They're 20 years old. Of course, they're going to celebrate like they won a league. Big road win for Arsenal. They sit in fourth still with a game in hand. The North London Derby is getting very, very interesting. On Sunday, Leicester beat Brentford. Eh, no big deal. Uh, Your is boys, that Leicester with a heartbeat, though? Is it That is with Leicester a with a heartbeat. Yeah, they didn't get killed. Brentford were okay. No Ericsson in that game. They they scored. That game is a game of amazing goals. Just yeah. all incredible goals. Your boys win 3-1 at West Ham. But that's not it. We go to the FA Cup. Let's go to the FA Cup. <laughs> the FA Cup. Middlesbrough lose 2-0. They never really get out of gear. This is a very professional uh, performance by Chelsea. Uh, Mason Mount is killer. Either way, he's the best player on Chelsea. I don't want to hear anything else. Then my boys in Selhurst Park, they stomp Everton. Everton are the weakest team in the league. They basically give up a goal and fall apart. This is the first time that Crystal Palace play Eze, Olise, Zaha, and Gallagher together. And boy, were they fun. And they did score goals. A word, because we're not going to talk about this after this. Everton, we said that they should punt this game. I don't know that they did based on the lineup that they, they put out. They didn't, but then they did. <laughs> but then they did. Right. Right. So but that was worse. you got bigger and, fish to fry. And and Frank Lampard calls his team to the mats. He's like, you guys don't have any bollocks. They've got no stones. He called his team a bunch of pussies. City win 4-1 at Southampton. This game looks easier than the scoreline actually said. Southampton were really good and could have scored. And then the venerable Nottingham Forest at the city ground. They hold Liverpool down for 78 minutes, they have a chance to go up. The guy's name is a crazy name. I have to try and read it. 
Is his name Zickerschnagel? That's not a joke. <laughs> he misses an open goal. Then Jota scores and Liverpool take control of the game. Uh, Liverpool are just flying right now. So your semifinals for the for the FA Cup, and we won't talk more about this, is Chelsea Palace. Unfortunately, Gallagher won't be able to play. So ooh, uh, that's bullshit. <laughs> I know. And then City Liverpool. So City will have a gauntlet week to try and play Atletico Liverpool, then Liverpool again in the league and in the FA Cup. But for now, Spurs. Let's go. go back to no. I'm not done. Let's go back to Chelsea and Palace. Uh-huh. That rule <laughs> makes sense in the league. I don't like it, but I respect it. Yeah. But in the cups, fuck you. You <laughs> should be able to play. You should be able to play against the club that's loaning you out in the cups. That is a that is a else. that is not a mandated thing. That is an English. No, it's part of the no, it's part of every loan agreement. It either is or it isn't. No, no, no. If mm. you if you loan a player yeah. to Spain, like if, if if Connor Gallagher had been loaned to Sevilla and they played in the Champions League, he would play versus Chelsea. Oh no, I know. It's an FA thing. No, it's England only. Well, if, it, yeah, right. It, it no, means between English teams. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the, again, because if they did that in Italy, none of the teams would play because the teams loan out hundreds of guys at a time. Wow. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> but like, I think that that is. I I actually really like that rule in the league itself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because that has implications far-reaching. And it's, one would argue, think, an English person who's listening to the show would say, "Actually, fuck you, Mike. The FA Cup matters, and I'm here to tell you it doesn't. But <laughs> it does in a sense." That you get to win silverware, but financially, no, financially like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't it's all it's matter. all glory. Yeah, right. The right. thing the thing is, and I th- I think this is one of the things that I found this week, and one of the things that's been a theme. If you if you go to Leeds, if you go to City Ground, if you go to even City, had good away. F- the FA Cup gets the best fans because it's very English. It gets yeah. the away crowds. It's that randomness of like who are we playing. The crowds this week, the supporters this week were really strong at all these mm-hmm. games. You had Middlesbrough being like, fuck you, Chelsea. Don't try and cancel the game because you don't have – because your uh, your owner's an asshole. By the way, there's a picture of Sheikh Mansour with Assad now. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, a word on them. Um, this is the beauty, and to get to what your point is, right? Like, yeah. Middlesbrough would rather play that game and lose – than win because Chelsea's owner is friends with Vladimir Putin on a forfeit, right? Like, understand that for a second. They would rather have the chance at glory and the almost certain defeat, but have the day and the memory and the anxiety and all that goes with it to say, we're going to go toe-to-toe to you. You're going to punch us. We're going to punch you back. And we're going to see who's left standing in after 90 minutes. They would rather have that than the guaranteed win. And right. They wouldn't want a forfeit. They would th- – th- th- this is a difference in mentality, I think, that American sports don't have – that I wish we did in a way. We don't have moral victories. We don't have, oh, they played well. We don't have really memorable teams that don't win. In basketball, we do a little bit. It's the only sport I can uh... think of that has memorable teams that are not winning teams. Like you have the Phoenix Suns with Steve Nash. They're known for how they played. Not sure. that they won. They they were close. They were very good. But I don't know of any team in the NFL that is known but didn't win. Like, I suppose 
like the Bills because the they Bills didn't because win. they, they lost. famously didn't win, right? Right, but it wasn't I, for their style. It was in hockey. Maybe there's that, but I don't know. No, I can't. I can't get my head around my own fan base. Like the Rangers, I think of some of the famous Rangers teams that didn't win uh, from the last ten years. But they're not but remembered. They're so but no, they're not like like yeah. No, the, right, the team like that it, is remembered. In fact, uh, you'd argue this is sort of part and parcel to having multiple goals at the yeah. end of the season, I think. Right. Yeah. Like, like cup run of this, put it this way, yeah. the New York Rangers in 20, 2012 won the president's trophy. And in 2014, they won the Eastern conference trophy. We do have other trophies, but the point is the they're problem, not remembered. Well, the difference is, is that they're all in the same search of the only trophy, right? Yeah. They're on the way to, Oh, good. Put it this way for our English listeners. This is going to sound silly when, um, in hockey, when the team in the Eastern or Western Conference wins the playoffs on their side to advance to the Stanley Cup final, they are awarded a trophy. They are. They, they don't win their touch. Conference. They win the conference. They win. They get a trophy. They all take a picture with the trophy and they don't touch it because <laughs> they're told, or so they lead to believe in many cases, that if they touch the trophy, it will be bad luck and they will not win the Stanley Cup in the next round, which is the yeah. trophy that they want, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hockey is the one sport that does have historical trophies for other things, but they're not remembered. I mean, no one goes around talking about the president's trophy that the Rangers won when they – At all. Ever. At all. Ever. I mean, it, it it does matter somewhat. It but used not to matter really. in baseball. The pennant used to matter. It did matter. Well, because it was but, a separate league. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so now it doesn't really, but that was the only, but there wasn't a trophy, like there wasn't like the trophy, right? Like you don't, you know, no. it was to, to, to put it in the proverbial cabinet, right? Like there wasn't a thing. No, we don't do that. We don't have right. this concept of Silver Warrior in and of itself. It's, which, it's singular. It's singular. Except players do. They do care about winning MVPs. They well, that's do. all contract related, though. That's no, they can't. No, it, it's legacy stuff. It's glory, right? Like, if you have five MVPs and the best player in the world had six, you want to get the sixth one. Um, I think we're talking about such a small percentage of, of Sure, of sure, sure. But, but like, I think the larger team is like, I think that you, you take, and I think you're looking at the NBA specifically. All-star teams, that shit matters. Yeah, but it's it's that's changed in the last 15 years so dramatically that I don't think it ever mattered before. I don't think Michael Jordan ever really gave a fuck how many MVPs that he had. But, but now it, was, it matters. But now it matters because everybody's because measured we've made up. it that. Right, right, we've right. We've sort of created that, right? So, yeah. yeah. So I that's funny. That's a funny thing. I think that is happening in football a little bit. You are seeing the mix of cultures, right? Yeah. Ballon d'Or is not a thing. It is now. Sure. It's a thing to talk about. Sure. All indoors matter. Um, best 11s. We don't do, we don't really think about like, oh, this guy has like this what many would be best their 11s. all-star teams. Right. We right. don't, they don't have all-star teams right. at all. They well, have, you, well, you have that effectively, you know, in, in lieu at of At the that. end. But it's not historically rated. Like no one goes, oh, Gary Neville was better than Kyle Walker. He was in 12 best 11s in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't think, happen. Although we should fucking be the people who do that. We oh should my god! Just, we should just go back and be like, argue about. Like, Are you telling me that that fucking Ashley blah, 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 was better than blah, blah, blah. coming won. soon? Coming soon to the Chop Sports Network. <laughs> All time worthless 
<laughs> but this guy arguments, but, oh, for, but, but for football instead right. of all the other. And the shit other that problem they do. is that there's only three teams. That, this the same team won yeah, so much say, like, it that it doesn't so really work. It's just like difficult. no, it's Gary Neville. No, 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 it is Gary Neville. Yeah, I don't yeah, care yeah. what you say about Ashley yeah. Cole. Right. Ashley Cole is the guy I was thinking of. Yeah. Anyway, you have to talk about Spurs now. So yeah, so I'm still in New York City well. in the in the part of the story. I am now since back in Florida, but uh, I see some friends and family on Saturday, Sunday morning, big time matchup Spurs at home against West Ham top four top four implications but realistically loser like a loser, loser walks leaves home down. yeah loser this leaves town thank you yeah. loser leaves town as it, as it relates to the top four matchup so let's set the scene beforehand Spurs can I, can I take a step back for my for our Please European do. friends loser leaves town is a wrestling cliche where a Player comes, they fight to the death. If you lose, you literally leave town. You lose your job, effectively, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. So, so we love we love those references on the show. Um, but so, yeah, and 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 going back into the European piece, West Ham have a tremendous bit win on Thursday afternoon against Sevilla. Against I Sevilla after Massive. being down a goal, right? You yeah. talked about it. I did talk. And Yarmolenko again. Huge, huge game. Oh God. I, and we've talked, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, you know I have always loved Yarmolenko since he scored a goal at Wembley against Spurs in Champions League for Dortmund. It has to be four or five years ago now. I sure, went, he, he's that fun. motherfucker is insane, and I'm going to remember that name because it's a memorable fucking name. Yeah. Um, and I've always had him in the back of my mind. So Yarmolenko. too. Jesus. Oh, good man. Good on you. Uh, I'm happy for you guys, and I'm more happy – that you expended all your fucking energy on Thursday because you looked like a bag of milk on Sunday. They were really bad. And so <laughs> setting the scene, Spurs are on 48 points. West Ham also on 48 points. Spurs with two games in hand. They are behind them in goal difference uh, by one. Okay? All of this is called foreshadowing. So uh, Spurs come out the shoot hot. Hot. They're all over them. And, by, and let me just set where I'm at. Uh, Flannery's, I alluded to it earlier in the show, the uh, the Tottenham bar on 14th and 7th. And for my money, it you walk in there and it's literally scarves from everywhere in the world that support Tottenham. Uh, Harry Kane signed uh, game-worn boots. Charlie Kane, his brother, who's a shitty agent, uh, <laughs> has, is a friend of the of the bar. He's been there sure, right many times. Sure. I met him there a handful of times. Sure. Uh, just the best place. And the funny thing is I used to be a regular – I do not go there much anymore. I haven't been there in three years. I walk in and 10 people are like, Mikey, it made me feel like a million motherfucking bucks. It was unbelievable. It was awesome. So I'm making, yeah, I'm, I see my I think, friend. I think, a thing, I think a thing to stand back on it. And I don't know, this is a, this is probably for our English crew fan hub. We love you. Something you may not understand is like premier league. You may think it's big local. It's really uh, an interesting concept that happens in the U.S. I'm sure you sort of think about it as like fucking foreign fans, but it is huge. This it's I would deal. argue and say that the Premier League is the biggest export that England has by a lot. And I'm yeah. not talking about rockets in Ukraine. I'm talking about literal soft power and soft culture. It is a big fucking deal. And slowly but surely, you know, it has people like us – if we inspire some fucking 20 year old to do a podcast, cause they're like, well, I'm American. Why would I do a British soccer league podcast? That's fucking, well, not British, excuse me, English. Sorry, uh, Scotland. We don't really cover your league. 
fuck off. Uh, but yeah, it, it is a whole thing. It's a whole culture. We get all your games. We do everything. It's, it's for the sports insane. fan. For yeah. the sports fan who had an American sports fan who has an open mind. The Premier League is the fucking Beatles of my generation. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. That's how big of an export it is relative. Like, I'm serious. Like it, it has completely transformed the way that American sports fans, again, not all of us, not most of us, right? But there is a decent percentage. And when I say decent, I mean 20 to 30% of especially American young, sports fans. Especially young people. Especially young people who, guess what? Love drinking in the mornings. <laughs> and we balls. don't like ads. <laughs> we don't like it, but we go to these bars and it, I'm telling you, we latch to your culture. There's a Kulisevsky song now, which I will sing probably in another four or five minutes. That just makes me so happy. And it's those things where you, we bring that right over from you guys and we crave your creativity because we don't have it here. By the way, we have to talk about something that uh, English fans aren't going to know. They got a new English lady to be on NBC. Which I don't feel good about. I was confused by that. She's she's like Lady Low. Carol White, I think yeah, her name is. It's a very British name. I don't like it. Oh, by the way, I know you'd love it. Rebecca Lowe, an American. I saw that. She's officially an American citizen. Congratulations to Lady Lowe. Amazing. We love you. You're officially one of our own. That was an amazing thing. Anyway, we're sidetracking. So you've got you've got you've got your team. I want to talk about Betancourt. He's fucking incredible. Uh, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? Three, four weeks ago, he reminds me not just because his name is also Rodrigo, but he has Rodri qualities. Okay? Uh, I see what you're saying. And and he's 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 calm. And you see it, he's like he's got that Cadillac way about him. Um it's passed back to him. I forget. It's, it's, I think it was two, one at that point, maybe right before halftime. Um, the one it's that passed back to him. His, his face is to the goal. His back is to the rest of the play and both West Ham players bearing in on him. And he just pirouettes bang and leaves them both in the dust. I think one of them was rice. And he, he puts a pings an outlet ball into Kane. And by the way, that ball doesn't end up hitting Sonny in this instance, but Kane with room with Sonny on a run, that's a goal five to seven times out of ten. Yeah. Right. I, and I it's thought, all because I, of Betancourt. Yeah. I thought I thought Betancourt was just like it was so cool to see Spurs have someone in the middle controlling things. He was uh, pointing, he was moving, he yeah. was showing for the ball, he was putting balls around the corner. And Kane was dropping deep. But it seemed he dropped deep and was turning into space like over and over and yeah. over again. It was just like, what the fuck? If this is a version of Spurs, then they're good. Like it was that that conversation we've been having all season. How does defense link to attack? And all of a sudden, Betancourt immediately is the you ping it into him, and he was firing shit into the front players. Like yeah. there was one play he fired into Kane who did like a backside heel. Like he was, it was like, oh, hey, I'm I eat like an atom ball at him. But yeah. it was changing the pace. Uh, this was a bad performance from West Ham, and maybe this isn't a game to sort of judge and West one, Ham let's be on. Fair, no Jared Bowen, and they felt it, right? They haven't had Bowen for a while, but but they this is one where they needed him. And Antonio <laughs> loves a game against Spurs. Uh he had that one chance early and then was a ghost. He was out of it. So there wasn't a whole lot. And again, a long difficult game on Thursday for West Ham. 
So it's not like they were coming in with 100%. I think that this was, frankly, this, I didn't think that Spurs would play this well, but I did sort of expect West Ham to play poorly. I didn't expect them to play great, at least. Yeah, that's it was, it's the it's the curse of Thursday, Sunday. Once you get, sure. you get into that, you can't really get out of it. Sure. So Spurs now are looking good for top four. I yeah, think. no, there's a lot to play for. And I mean, it's all these games are winnable games. There's no FA Cup. There's no anything in the way. You have no reason to not have every swinging dick you have going and fighting for the shirt every time they take the field. Christian Romero, what a what a class defender he is. I told you, I've sat on the show many times. He is, and, and so I was with my brother who's a Liverpool fan, and I'm not going to say he is Van Dyke. I'm not going to say he is Ruben Diaz. He has a lot of the same qualities in the sense that he's so quick to close you down. He's clinical with his timing. He is a bastard. He will give you a, uh, you know, some, some shithousery and he will kick you out. But the clinical nature with which he acts and decides to when to go to do things is very reminiscent of Diaz and, and, and Van Dyke. And having missed out on Diaz, I'm Romero's my guy. I'm loving him. I'll go to war for that man. I yeah, I, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Doherty. I'd be remiss if we didn't sort of say, hey, Spurs are winning a bunch in a row. And whenever that North London derby gets rescheduled. Which is interesting that it hasn't yet, by the way. Uh, they want Neither find team them. has they any other f- games on the fucking calendar. Left. They want to find the day and the time to put it on a fucking Monday night. When they can, when the police are available, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to uh, to put. I, hey, listen, put it at the end of the season. I don't give a shit. Let's oh, do it, right? Not, like, well, one yeah, of those like, like, you're not ready. You're FA not Cup ready weekends. No, 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 no. That makes sense. One of those like last FA Cup weekends. So you have like yeah. the two FA Cup semifinals. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, could be, a, could be a good. Now I know Arsenal are going to complain. Listen, dear Arsenal, let me they, tell you something. Yeah, fuck you, I, I'm going to talk to the camera. You can't force games getting canceled because of COVID and then complain that you have too many games. Either you play them when you had COVID and with a lower lower level team or you play them now. Okay? Shut the fuck up. Thank you. They still don't have that many games though. <laughs> and and they're not playing in Europe. So extra shut That's the what fuck I mean. up. <laughs> extra shut the fuck up. It's 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 remarkable to me that Mikel Arteta, who had I've the had his back, to complain. I mean, I've had, the, I've had his back for two years, and so he comes around and goes, "Well, we had to play Liverpool. This is bullshit." Hey, buddy, everybody plays Liverpool twice. I don't know what to tell <laughs> I you. Think, man. I think the issue was Wednesday, Saturday lunchtime. If it had been Sunday, he'd have been fine. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you know how many teams play Wednesday, Saturday from Champions League? A or bunch. Thursday, <laughs> Thursday, Sunday, Thur- Thursday, Sunday, every week. Yeah, every week. I know it was shocking that he complained about it, but I get it. You're protecting your team. You're doing what you can. Uh, did they over celebrate beating Aston Villa? They were taking off their shirts. They're talking to retarded kids in the stands. It was a lot of Arsenal stuff, but I don't mind it. I let people get mad. Do what the you more, want. To do. The more feeling, the more hatred, the better the league is. Do what you were gonna do. I'm going to ridicule you because. It's not even act like you've been there before, but they like literally act, have it though. <laughs> but but it's not even that. Act like there's a bigger goal, right? Like this is this is 
you're getting excited about a job interview, not a job offer, right? <laughs> like this is where you're at. You're like, Hey, I, I got a call from HR today. Like yeah, yeah, shut yeah. up, idiot, do a good job at the job interview and you'll get a job offer. And that's worth celebrating. Right. Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of where I find Arsenal is that they're always, um, they're always willing to get excited about what they consider perceived to be little wins and treat them as big wins. Because I think that they're deep down, they're so downtrodden and like beaten dog syndrome that they don't think the big win is coming. And that's okay. I hope it no, never they, does. No, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. They, they, they're insecure, right? They, right. They, they, these, these this teams, has happened to them. Your team over... is one of them. They're the, uh, you're the opposite of, of United, right? Like, it's right. just like they were entitled for a long time, fired Wenger, and then went, oh, yeah, Wenger. That guy was good. Now we're in this other zone where they, I mean, listen, uh, Troops, who is the resident uh, Arsenal fan in the U.S., done well for himself, good for him, God bless him, I hope he's getting rich. Not he was Arteta that. out last year, oh, he's the an whole idiot. season. He's a fucking idiot, dude. <laughs> he's always been an idiot. But the point is, like, what I'll, I'll delineate real quick, because in Flannery's on Sunday, and frankly, in Legends on Friday, I was losing my shit. When Sonny scored all three times, or I guess second, technically one of them was an own goal. It doesn't matter. By the way, Kane doesn't get an assist for that fucking own goal. I know. It's criminal. But what I'll say is this. the If your team scores, you have a license to react however you want, aside <laughs> from basically creating content and posting it on the internet. Like, that's the only, which I understand is what we're doing right now, and that's not the point. But, like, when you, if you're living to show your reaction to something, then that's ridiculous. But otherwise, react however you want, however you see fit, however ridiculous you may think it is. That is the essence of football. That is why we do it. It is why we love it. Yes. But if you had time to kind of hem and haw and watch the rest of the game and meditate on what's going to actually feel like to win, and then the final whistle blows, and you're like, we're champions in on March 20th. I got a bone to pick with that. I'm sorry. I just don't know that that's the most appropriate reaction, right? Yeah. So, and not because I don't think you deserve it. Well, it is. But like you, I I think so little of you that you think so little of you. Like aim higher at the end of the day. I think that's the Are you talking about Arsenal still? Yeah. Yeah. Or anybody, anybody who acts like that. Again, when a goal goes in, the immediate intoxicating euphoria do whatever you see fit. But like you come down from the goal, you win the game, you give a good cheer, you hug your, your fucking best mate and you have a beer and a shot with them. And then you go, how are we going to go win the next one? Like that's your, that's how you, you win real things. That's how yeah, you go it. again. You go again. That's how now, Liverpool it, does it, it. That's how yeah, Chelsea it's, does it. It's funny. You know, anyone, I have to be remiss and talk about the, uh, I have to represent the anti Spurs uh, documentation. You guys are the worst at that. <laughs> Bullshit. Arsenal is. Bullshit. Well, at least they've won things. You've won nothing. When? Uh, well, FA Cups and stuff, I suppose. Yeah, but like, Cups. I understand. But my point is, is that when, uh, all right, with, with probably a Derby as the only, like, they beat Aston Villa for fuck's sake. Like, yeah, and they went nuts. It was like, come on. If we beat yeah. top, if we beat Arsenal in the North London Derby at the end of the season, and even if it's not guaranteeing a top four race, we will we treat it like a cup final? Yeah, probably. Yeah, but yeah, like probably, you know what? Like that got. makes sense a little bit. 
but like you, if we beat Villa, right? Let's go through. No, you're not going to care. It's not a big deal. No, we're going to we're going to feel good. We're not yeah. going to feel elated. We're not going to yeah. like cry on the pitch and shit. Like, yeah. you know, let's see. L- like, on, like I've been schedule? feeling about. Oh, wait, the, wait, wait, wait. Who does what? Tottenham play on April 9th? Aston Villa. If Tottenham wins that game, if Tottenham wins that game on April 9th away at Aston Villa, which is exactly what Arsenal just did, will they react the same way? No. 10 times out of 10. Flat out. There's your difference. Oh, I love when the Premier League does that. It's the, the, the Premier League is run by a cabal of men called the Premier League scriptwriters. And I understand, but they just never fail to, to just, hey, here you go. Here's the biggest way that we can immediately prove that what is going on is foretold in the clouds, right? So in addition to the FA Cup being uh, the third biggest game that city have to play in seven days. Right. Um, right. But, but this is another example. It was like, Oh, just kidding. Mem- remember that point you were making, Mike, you get to make it again in two weeks. Now Tottenham will lose that game and the point will be moot. But if they do take three points, watch, watch and see if they start throwing their shirts and shit to people in the stands. And it's not as if they had a late winner. My cat. Uh, the fucking. Well, he got, Sprayed with skunk a little bit, I think. Oh, boy. Nearby. Only a little bit. Only Not too bad. <laughs> anyway, he's all right. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about Villa because my my team actually got around to beating them. Uh, and this was a Phil Foden show. I was just looking at the, the timeline. First oh, of all, Phil Southampton Foden. were really good. Phil Foden came in and did some filthy things Ooh. as he does in general. He's it was so an amazing, good. amazing performance by him. He really got that going. City still, we're still not. I don't feel good about where they are, especially in the context of Liverpool, right? Can we talk about the narrative monster for a second, though? Because Liverpool didn't look good this weekend either. But but Liverpool had a heroic win, and City won 4-1, to by the way. It this, took them a listen, little bit longer than you would have liked to get out of first gear, but like it's we're never there. we're never going to be out of like so. But by saying don't give into it, I don't. Well, City can we will not get there. We do I not know, have but what you're we giving do not, into. Is, listen, we don't have Heisel and we don't have Hillsborough. I know that's awful. It's not to say that those people that 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 what happened to or those Istanbul is good. Or is or Krista or Istanbul right? We don't have those things, right? And by not having them, we can never get to that place, right? There is a thing that that did that is bigger than football that City can never get to. Now, it it can happen, but I list I consume, and I want you to know, everyone, I research this show. I live this fucking sport. I listen to every podcast. I watch every game. I fucking watch Joe Cole say stupid things. I know how bad English pundits are. They're really fucking bad. Like they're laughably bad. Um, they're laughably bad. But I do think Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville are really good uh, in their moments. Like I shared a video with you. I was like, can you imagine American yeah. sports like this? Like they really took a very pointed, relaxed view about um, about like the Chelsea thing that is still ongoing. They may have an owner eventually. So, but in the politics of glory for city are we play great. We've got that 
part compartmentalized. Everyone looks at us. They go, look at how great they play. But we're not adding anything extra right now until we do. And mm -hmm. when we do, maybe it'll be this Liverpool game. And it will be Liverpool, City have to have an incredible down three to Liverpool comeback. And until those things happen, we'll only have 93-20. We'll only have 1999. And that's really only for City fans. We just have to keep playing European nights and keep going and keep having those games and keep having those moments until it happens. And until then, it's just not going to happen. I wanted, I wanted to disagree on that part, but you're right. Like the disagreement would have been, yeah, but if you beat Liverpool for nothing, it won't it, matter. It will, it would be remembered as like the shit kicking of shit kickings. No, it but would have right. to be six. Well, yes, but two things had to happen, right? In, to, to your point, you have to have, the effective complete 180 for both teams. You have to have the the great and powerful Liverpool drop from 2-0 two, two up and then the heroic City comeback. Whereas, okay, and, I'm going to say this out loud, and if it happens, I'm going to scream into the microphone in the episode after April 10th. If City are up 2-0. And blow it. And blow it. They could. And, which could happen. We've seen Liverpool do this a handful of times. It will be annoying. More than It'll be the worst. It will be the definition of English football for the next five to ten years. Yep. Anytime any team is down, a good team is down 2-0, it will be referred to like the Red Sox coming back in 04. It will be that moment, that insufferable, that awful. I'm. I, by the I'm way, I've been looking. I've been looking at that. the numbers, and there's literally no separation between those teams. The, even the underlying numbers, like City and Liverpool, are literally identical. Aside, yeah. I, I, now, how they go about getting to identical is different. Like City does it with depth. City does it with possession. City does it with whatever. I still think that Liverpool is all star power. Like without Van Dijk, they lose. Right now, City don't have Diaz, and they're playing as though they don't There's, have Diaz. Yeah. It's all like City is much more mechanical, interchangeable. I mean, literally, I heard Rebecca Lowe say this, and I almost ripped my head off. And maybe people feel this way. They're like, you know, City are great, but they're boring. No, we've said that we've said that uh, for 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 months now, and it's not that well, they're boring it, on the field. They're not at all, but they have no personality outside of Pep, dude. I mean. I saw Jack Grealish gives it a little bit, but he didn't. He so does Foden hit the a little bit. He hasn't hit the ground. They don't. They all get rotated out. They don't play enough. They lose. Well, the it's only like, one. It's like it's, an episode of a TV show where they don't have the lead on the show. You're like, well, now, you just put the guys. I in. actually <laughs> think that there's it's it's twofold. I think Kevin De Bruyne having literally no personality, like negative personality, yeah. works against right because he yeah. is the star of the show. He's the yeah. best player. It's as if you had. Basically, Mo Salah, but like a mute and no hair and no emotion and no whatever. Yeah, but, he, but Mo Mo Salah doesn't do anything off the field either. But he does have personality. He on smiles the pitch. for fuck's sake. <laughs> if he scores, he smiles. Like you yeah. know, like yeah. De Bruyne. Yeah. De Bruyne is like Ivan Drago. He's like a robot, right? Yeah. He's literally a family man. He's got a beautiful wife. He's got three kids. I'm he literally that he just does. goes. He just goes home and plays with his kids, and that's it. But that's what City want. They think they they literally have the next step. And we'll, we we haven't touched on this, but Holland coming is a big deal. Oh yeah, this is the first moment 
By the way, he looks like a mutant, so it's going to be fun to have him just in general. It's going to be a moment for City to go, okay, we've gotten to this place doing just football. The next step is players as brand to lift the whole thing. It's the only thing I can think of. Like, What would be amazing, and this won't happen, would be something like um, Pogba leaving on a free and being like, you know what? I really don't give a shit. I'm going to sign for City because I want to show people how good I am. Right. It would, first of all, it would destroy Manchester. They it would, would lose it their money. Start up well, but it happened, right? Yeah. They did it. Tevez did it in, 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 yeah. in 2010, sure. where they do this fame. Like City used to do that. And now they don't. Because right. I think the Balotelli and Nutella Tevez thing, they were combustible. And they had more personality. No, I, mean, I think Yaya, that they were desperate for anything to have a winner. And now they don't need it to have a winner. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, it, it is crazy how personality-wise it it's missing. Hey. And it's just not there. And it drives me crazy. Um, I do – can I pour some out for my friends at Nottingham Forest? We did you talk can. about it a little bit. And I do want to go were, deeper into Liverpool this work. They were so, so good. They were undefeated in their last 10. Um, if – so they had Chris Hutton as their coach, venerable, super nice guy, but in the uh, Roy Hodgson Dyche mold, defend, 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 no forward thinking. And they started their season one and six and in the championship. And since he was fired, Nottingham Forest would actually be the top top team in the league. Or actually, they wouldn't be as good as Fulham, but they'd at least be in the playoff spot. So we'll right. probably talk about the championship a lot more. Uh, I was actually thinking of doing a solo championship podcast just for the fan hub kids, just to do like a I'll, twenty minute. I'll jump in with you. Yeah, but you don't watch a championship. Yeah, it's the international break. We got to find fucking something to talk about. <laughs> no, I mean like a whole show, a separate another show. I mean, I have to do some homework, but I can try. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You want to do it yourself. Do it your fucking self. It's no, fine. I don't want to do it myself. Um, I want to bring up one important part for about Liverpool. Liverpool. Mm. Um, Trent Alexander Arnold is hurt. Uh, he is rumored to be back for April 10th. We do not know that he will be back for April 10th. And even if he is, that is still his first game back after, what, three, maybe three and a half weeks? They're better now, though, I have to say. Liverpool are better. Tizimakis is... is well, he's on the left. He was playing on the left, uh, just rotating in for uh, for, for Robertson. So, uh, Samikas, I think um, he's fine. Joe Gomez I mean, is listen, fine. He, he's, none of them are Alexander-Arnold. No. So, look, I mean, if you – let's call it what it is. If you don't have Trent Alexander-Arnold, Liverpool has a lot less teeth, right? So They can't create. They just literally and didn't so create think, yeah. shit. Yeah. Look, and, and what I'm saying is, will he play in this game? Almost certainly yes. But my question is, will he be 100% or close enough to it that you don't notice? That, on March 22nd, is the question that you and I have that nobody knows the answer to. Not the doctors, By not the him, not anybody. You and I have two friends that can help us. Okay. We're going to talk to Nico Otamendi, and we're going to talk to Jan Vertonghen. Oh. And they are going to go fuck Liverpool up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nico Otamendi, El General, is going to bring your man. some flying kicks. I just, just don't get sent off. Get the boot in. Or two. Or two. Make one count. Just take somebody with you. Sorry, yeah, this right. is Sydney. He's uh he's got a little bit of a skunk smell, but uh he's 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 it's actually Laurent's there. cologne. <laughs> it's called skunk pussy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
And there it is. There go the rails. There it goes. We made 48 minutes. But there go the rails. Um, I don't, you know, we have the international break. We have games. We have things. I'm sure we'll think of a best 11, a best 42. I've been thinking about all the stupid things that all the other shows do that we don't do. Like, we don't do who's the MVP because it's too easy. It's Mo Salah. Uh, who's the who's the who's the best up and comer? Like we we need to get into like the hot take, fresh take things. Like we need gimme, to give me give me give me a ginger from Sweden. That's your fucking up and comer. <laughs> oh, you're you're cool plays on the team. wing. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is that too Abba? Oh yeah, they made an give Abba me, song give me, give me for Dayon Kulusevsky. He came from Juventus. Name is Kulusevsky. Oh, nice. That's yeah. exciting. Oh, yeah. It's great. Anyway, I'm wrapping it up because I got to get my cat out of here. All right. Stink, boys. Let's get out of here. <laughs> that was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortinez. I'm happy to have him back. Uh, the, we are the football wing of the Chop Sports Network. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays. So be sure to subscribe wherever you missed your little podcast. And if you're listening on Apple, please write and review the show because we need you. And Skunk Pussy out. <laughs>